Just let it happen. Make it happen because you want it to happen. Yo, what's up everyone? Wherever you are in this wonderful world, good evening, good afternoon, and uh, good morning, right? So, I'm super pumped to share this episode. We are now on episode 101 of the Design Life Show. So, in this episode, I sat down with Mary Cruz. Mary is a digital painter, illustrator, artist, speed painter, resource speaker, and a teacher. In this episode, we talk about her design stories from ground up how she was able to start her creative side hustle to now a profitable brand and business. Being a teacher while managing her brand, we also talk about daily practices and building new habits which I think really great for anyone who try to build a new habits or maybe rebuild uh, a habits especially you know these things that happening in our world right now. So I think you know it would really help a ton for anyone out there. So we also talk about, uh, we kind of scratch the surface about slow burn versus burnout. So we kind of, you know, it's, it's really good to talk about it, which, which we, we kind of uh, try to iterate, you know, or explain a bit on this episode. So uh, we also talk about other fuels for creativity and much much more so make sure to stay around stay tuned guys keep your ears filled if you haven't already please follow the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting app apple podcast google podcast amazon music soundcloud or you know if you want to learn more about it just go to the designlifeshow.com and make sure to you know make sure to send me your feedback you know negative positive <laughs> i would be happy to to get that right so and yeah uh, so i don't want to waste your time anymore hopefully you'll enjoy this podcast learn a ton because i did uh talking with mary so if, yeah with that being said i hope you enjoy this episode you're listening to the design life show a podcast that helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life it's me jake rice a designer from the philippines best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. Uh, like like what I always, you know, uh, like what I'm always telling you. So I'm always from. I'm always delighted to have another pod, uh, podcast guest on the on the design live show so you know this is a great for for me it's going to be a great episode because we're we're gonna learn more about our guest today so if you you know if if there's some bad connection so bear with us so we are in the philippines right? so we la- hashtag i love the i love philippines internet so there you go so without further ado mary how are you, Mary? Welcome to the podcast, and I'm super glad to uh, to have you on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I was really excited. <laughs> there you go. So just to give some uh, context for, for all the listeners of TDLS, you know, uh, can you share a little bit about your background? Who is Mary? For those who haven't, uh, who haven't uh, uh, learned more or who haven't heard you before. Oh, okay, so... Um... 
Well, my, my name is Mary Cruz, but the thing is, that's the most common name I could think of, especially if you're in the Philippines. <laughs> so uh, my artist name is actually <laughs> Paper Pirate. Um, well, I started Paper Pirate for, uh, for a couple of years now, but um, short and sweet answer, I'm a digital painter and illustrator. I'm, I'm sort of a traditional artist as well, but more on the digital side. I'm also an educator. I've been a teacher for... Uh, five years now and also I'm a resource speaker I think this this comes with the whole I'm very talkative so they invite me to talk I didn't even know that I could get paid to talk so um, beyond that I am also a former athlete uh, I love video games what else can I say I love art there <laughs> There you go. Wow. That, you know, you, there's uh, there's a lot of things going on, right, uh, with Mary Cruz. So just you know, just, just you know, just to shift a little back, or I don't know if we just to go back a little bit with your journey. How how did you start uh, with 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 in terms to uh, being a creative, right? So being an artist. Uh, can you share a little bit about that? Uh, 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 growing up as a as a as a kid, right? So. Mm. All right. Uh, so I really hope that I won't take like an entire hour to say <laughs> the, <laughs> the whole story here. But uh, whenever I get asked that question, I always end up um, looking back at the very first thing that um, my parents would say. I learned how to draw before I could talk. So that was something mm -hmm. that um, struck me because I think everyone is actually artistic in some way. It's just that there are, there are just a few who remain interested in art. So if people ask me when I started drawing or when did I start learning how to become an artist, I think it was ever since. It's just that it was something that I did when I was bored, when I was uh, entertaining myself. Or actually one of the biggest factors I think there, um, one of the biggest source here is Whenever I'm in school, especially when I was in high school, I wasn't good. In, I mean, I was always interested in my classes, <laughs> but I suck at quizzes. I, I didn't have good grades, but every teacher would tell me, but you're good at art. <laughs> so at least we have that. So um, when that happened, I realized that... Um, uh, I, uh, some of my art teachers were making me join competitions and it got into my head that maybe art's the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. So when I got to college, that's when I tried making a career out of art. And that's where Paper Pirate actually officially happened. After that, I think it just, um, I never really planned any of this. It was just, honestly, Paper Pirate started because I, I wanted pocket money. So I wanted to sell art just for fun. I didn't even think that it could be a career. I didn't even think that um, there will be one day, although this is this happens rarely, please, please take note. Uh, one day, someone would actually go up uh, to me in a mall and say, are you Paper Pirate? And I'd be so confused, like, how did you know that? And, then, and and I never planned any of it. It just happened because I kept doing what I love and it loved me in return. It kind of granted me this opportunity to make art, make money out of it and give back in a way. And finally, it came to teaching art. I think it goes hand in hand. Um, if I like something, 
I also like teaching it. So art's the thing that I love the most. So it comes, it comes with the the the, the teaching side, the educational side of things, which is yeah, funny. 100%. Because, uh-huh. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because. It, it's funny because again, I was a I was a horrible teacher. <laughs> no, I was a horrible student because <laughs> I love the classes, but I I suck at <laughs> at quizzes, and then I ended up as a teacher. <laughs> so that was that was confusing for everyone. <laughs> so there. Yeah, yeah, that's mind blown. That's mind blown. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's a natural progression as well. It's a an art as an artist, right? So I think there is yeah. uh, there is some. So one way or uh, or another, if you're on the peak of your career, so I think there's an uh, there's an urge to really pay it forward, uh, whatever, yeah. right? So by teaching or by educating someone, uh, within terms to your uh, any any talent or passions that you have, I think that's you know that's really resonating as well with uh, with me at the same time. Uh, hopefully for those who are listening right now. So uh, as you mentioned, right? So you you are uh, you are kind of uh, not good at school right so uh, I, I, i'm t- i'm i'm trying to tell that in a good way right so, <laughs> so yeah you're sack at school right before and then uh, how did you you know how did you uh uh what what you call this pa- mo, uh, to really uh go on that direction of being a teacher or to teach someone else right so uh, uh, although you know, uh, like uh, in your in 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 school, that right. So you're you're not really good at at probably on on quizzes or anything that related to academics, right? So uh, can you share your you know your uh, within those timeline? What's your you know what's your thought process about that? Uh, uh, can you share your journey as well uh, on that particular timeline? On shifting I, to you being a teacher, right now, now uh, you're you're managing as well your brand, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So one of the things that I realized only after I uh, graduated and everything, uh, I think, I think sometimes you only realize things were supposed to happen after they happened. So when I was a student, I was I was very much convinced. Um, even when I was in college, I wasn't an art school, yeah, but I was convinced that I was I was just surviving. I'm not succeeding. I'm just surviving throughout my um, my academic experiences back then. But there's this thing that I realized when I became a teacher, which was I wasn't a good student, not because I didn't like to learn. I wasn't a good student, but I was a good learner. That means mm, I'm always curious. Mm-hmm. I'm always curious about something. I'm, I'm very much interested. I, I swear, I'm always interested in all my classes, and I'm actually. Um, I think the worst subject I had was math. <laughs> Anything that has like a number and then suddenly a letter in it, yeah, that's 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 the problematic side. But then, each time, I'm always interested. It's just the whole system where the numerical values, uh, the, the the numerical system of schools that's where i failed at not as a learner because i learned from all of those classes i appreciate all of those classes but i found it difficult to reach a certain standard uh, which is again the scoring system of uh, academics which is why i feel that every time uh, now as a teacher whenever i look back and i have a student 
who is having you know the same problems that I have. It's not not that I'm forgiving about it, but I try my best to realign their motivations that don't focus on the score, do this for yourself, because that's what I lacked back then. So Mm -hmm. the transition of becoming a teacher actually happened again. None of this was planned. But uh, when I was in college, I really liked uh, I really liked art a lot. And I started my Instagram account which is plug it in at Paper Pirate Ship, <laughs> okay? So I started yeah. my Instagram account and I, I I kept posting and posting and I felt like there was something um, missing with just posting my artworks. So I started putting little notes of how I did the artworks. So I would put there, I did this, uh, I practiced uh, for 10 minutes today. I learned this today. And then I started getting messages from people asking me, how did you do this? Can you teach me how to do that? So that that was interesting to me. I, I didn't even think that they would be interested. It's just that I felt like I needed a caption there. <laughs> um, and, and then later on, when I... Uh, before I graduated college, I got offers to agencies, which I, I, I really appreciate. It's, it, it is such a privilege back then to be able to say yes and no to certain, to certain companies that wanted you. But then I, um, I eventually said no because I had a gut feeling that I wanted to do something else, and that was teaching. Uh, luckily, there was an opening in my alma mater, and then I tried it out. I was invited, to, uh, I was invited for a demo, and turns out, again, I didn't plan it. I, I actually can teach. <laughs> and then something else that I didn't plan, I, I can teach. And I love teaching. I loved uh, being able to see my students grow and learn and have the same curiosity that, that I had and still do when it, uh, in terms of art. Um, uh, film and media because that th- those were my subjects and I think again art goes hand in hand because I didn't plan to be able to teach these things I didn't plan to be a teacher and an artist at the same time but then it became the I would say core or the vision mission of Paper Pirate is to inspire to learn and to keep making art which is basically the three things that I really enjoy doing and giving. I want to be able to teach what I love and love what I teach. So there. Yeah, that that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I think you know, that transition, you know, the thought process about it, that's it's really, you know, it's really practical for anyone who wants to, you know, probably pivot as well, pivot their career on teaching. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, Mary. I just, you know, I'm just very curious about you're uh, managing your brand, right? Your own brand while uh, while teaching, right? So, uh, is there any any struggles right now when you're trying to juggle these two things? Uh. Oh, okay. Uh, the struggle uh, right now. There's a specific. <laughs> there's a specific uh, struggle uh-huh. for that, which is the fact that we're in the middle of a, a, a pandemic. So. Yeah. Lots of the resources that I used to have, and actually, I would say that I'm, I'm um, privileged enough to actually say that it's okay. I can survive through this because of um, because of the things that I have. That's why I feel like 
there are more people who are struggling out there compared to what I'm going through. But to mention to mention what I went through was I actually left my teaching job, my former teaching job before the pandemic, not knowing that it was going to happen, of course, because I wanted to focus on my career with Paper Pirate and selling in art bazaars, art markets, which is heavily crowded. So of course, that was the first thing to go. <laughs> the, the, um, when the pandemic started, the all the bazaars that I had planned to join and joined, actually, I've already registered, got canceled. So there I was with a bunch of artworks, not knowing what to do, how to make money out of it. And that was one of the struggles that I had because I didn't have any other platform. But then luckily, I was invited to um, teach in another school. So that that actually, uh, that was very fortunate for me. And it was very lucky that I had that opportunity. But before getting that invitation, again, we, we were all stuck at home and I had nothing else to do again but to draw and paint and i started my youtube <laughs> so there, there you um, go. <laughs> I, and so the struggle again it was not planned and then i uh -huh. reached a, a new audience again and then so and then i started a blog which uh, there there are kind people <laughs> in this world actually that would donate and i was surprised about that i didn't even think that that was that that could happen because it's just me blabbing in in my website so the struggle actually um, forwarded me to also give back, which made me start Pirate Heart last year uh, around December because of the typhoons that happened. So I did um, our uh, commissions for a cause, which in turn is something again that I didn't plan. But I think that um, charity that I did um, actually helped Paper Pirate uh, out a lot. Because people started getting um, inspired that, oh, so I can do this. How did, how did you do this one? So they started learning. They started learning how I process things, how I manage things. And one of the struggles, actually, that, that I would like to insert right now is the juggling problem with artists. And, uh, all artists have this experience because at one mm -hmm. point, you have to create at one point you have to live your life <laughs> so yeah. um, sometimes um, most artists doesn't have a system right so we have pretty much we have creative mess right so yeah, how do you, yeah. you know how do you how do you overcome those by the way mary oh yeah uh well i think i learned this from college my college years i was juggling a lot of things so um i hope you don't mind i will share my my weekly uh, schedule when I was in college. Is that okay? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so back in college, I don't know why I did this to myself, but <laughs> back in college, beyond the assignments, the plates, the um, projects that I had to do for college and my thesis, which was an animation. So that's a lot of drawing. That's a lot of studying and frames. Um, well, here's the thing. I was also an athlete, so I had to train every morning, uh, every day, every morning, except on Sundays and sometimes on Saturdays. So that's how that's how my life goes. I would wake up early, go to training all morning in the afternoon and up until the night, uh, up until the evening, because I like taking night classes as well. 
I would be a student. So athlete in the morning, student at uh, student in the afternoon, and in the late evenings, I was paper pirate because on the weekends, I would join bazaars. And mm-hmm. I had an experience that I was doing my assignments during bazaars. <laughs> so like um, someone would come up and like, can I buy this? Yeah, sure. And then when they buy it, I'll go back. Okay, so what's this again? <laughs> so I'll be studying uh, during that time. So. <laughs> I I made that system because I liked that I liked what I was doing but there was a, there's a problem to it there was not enough rest but so that's the thing that I tried fixing now um as well the adult version of paper pirate when I was when I was in college now I'm juggling um one fitness uh i live alone so basically i have to cook for myself i have to maintain uh, my place by myself and uh, i'm also a teacher so every paperwork and every student i have to manage as well and then the business and then the youtube and then the instagram (laughs) but the thing that i finally included which i feel that a lot of people um seem to neglect and again rest is actually a luxury so um one of the things that i included here is resting because now i realize i can function with all the other things that i have to do if i have rest so it's like 60 percent rest 40 percent work unlike before which was like 90 percent work 10 percent rest i didn't realize how effective it would be but again, I think it's only because I am lucky enough to have the time to actually do that. I know that there are artists out there who has families, like they have to take care of their kids. So rest is really sacrificed. But one of the things that helped me juggle better, I'm still a juggler. <laughs> I'm still juggling everything, is being <laughs> able to schedule rest. So there, yeah. I think it's, that's it's very my important, right? Yeah, yeah, that's very important with all the things that, you know, happening right now, right? With all, uh, If you, you know, probably, uh, I think our our culture, I don't know if, if that makes us, try, we try to really uh, romanticize hustling, hustling, right? So, oh, yeah. but at the end of the day, uh, we need to have an alone time, right? We, to, to really be more successful, to, uh, to uh, probably go back on what we really love and to really focus on the things that really matter, right? So I think that's something that you know uh, I'm really connecting with uh, with the way you uh, the way you uh, uh, what you call this the way you uh, convey the 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 answers that you've that that you've said. I think that's you know that's super important. So thank you so much, Mary, for that. So uh, I think it all boils down, right, Mary, with daily practices and studies right so uh, how you know uh, can can you share a little bit about your process with when in terms to daily practices and studies i think uh, uh i think uh, until now there, you know there's still a lot of people out there especially in the local community that you know uh, probably overwhelmed with with these massive informations we have right now and then try, uh, and then they don't know how to really start some in some in some way or another uh, there's there's a time or sometimes uh, we we uh, some people don't know where to start because of this uh, uh, great amount of in- information and I think uh, if you could share as well your da- daily practices I think 
uh, you could help someone else or, or someone who are listening right now? All right. Uh, well, this is something that I often post in my Instagram stories. Uh, if, if any of my followers are actually listening to this uh, podcast, they know that I always have this routine in the morning, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to share now. Um, well, so I, I wake up very early and I usually have quote-unquote me time, which is where I'll have, I'll make breakfast. I actually really like cooking, so I'll make myself a really nice treat for breakfast, and it's a, a it's cool. kind of like meditation, actually. And then gotcha. I'll have, I'd, I'd have a coffee time. Coffee time is when I would either paint something because I feel like it. I never force myself to paint um, something because, uh, during that time, because I don't want to punish. I, I don't want um, my daily studies and practices to be associated with punishing myself. Like you have to do this. No, you want to do this. So if I feel like painting mm -hmm. while I'm having my coffee, I'll paint. If I don't feel like it, I'll read. I'll read a, a few pages of the book that I'm currently reading. If I don't feel like reading, I have a lot of art books. Uh, I, I collect art books. Um, art of uh, insert game here. Insert. Um, movie here and I will look at that I will study that and if I don't feel that as well I'd either play video games because <laughs> I really I really love video games and or I will actually just watch a bunch of informative YouTube videos and um, when I say informative I also mean entertaining because again that's me mm -hmm. time what I want to do but it is a habit of mine to at least do something and I yeah. don't even I don't I don't even realize it but it's productive. I I like doing it but somehow the rest period is in the same process of being productive because I learned yeah. something. Yeah, so yeah. I, I feel like it's it's just like what uh what you're doing. It's um this isn't technically this is work like you know talking and um talking and having a podcast but you love it, right? So so there's that mm -hmm. there's that there's that thing that happens that in, that gets instilled in you. So that's my morning practice. And then after that, that's when I do what I actually tell my students is the daily studies, which is I will study. Uh, I, I would want to be able to do something new or learn something new. It is not a goal or like something that you have to you have to make sure that happens. It's just an attempt. So there's no pressure. Uh, no yeah. one's watching you. No one's watching you draw. No one's watching you write something. Uh, it's just you. And if and sometimes if I like what I see, that's when I'll post it. And what I noticed about that routine that I have in the morning is it gets it gets the ball rolling for me. I'm not sure if mm -hmm. it makes sense, but it makes me one. It makes me feel active already, even though the day just started. It makes me feel like I've I've already been present today. Mm -hmm. I've, I've I've signed my login, and then, and no matter what happens throughout the day, at least I could say that I've done this for myself already. So gotcha. it, mm -hmm. so it it gets easier. So when I start working, like with commissions or with the passion projects that I'm doing, or with teaching. I feel a little bit more, um, I, I don't know uh, how to uh, um, phrase it properly, but I feel a little bit more secure with myself that you've done this today. You're just mm -hmm. doing these things now. 
And then by the time that I, I, you know, go to sleep, I could say at least I did this today. Maybe I wasn't able to do this particular task, but I was able to do all of these other things. So there, that, that's basically that so I, yeah, yeah, that's really resonating. So I stumbled uh, uh, a guy in YouTube. So uh, uh, he has, uh, I think he has a course platform called Slow Growth. So so uh, what he's trying to do is 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 promote is uh, about slow burn rather than burn out right so i think yeah. that's you know that's really uh directing into that right so what you uh, you've mentioned so i think most people are trying to you know uh stressing out or that yo you know i i need to finish all of these tasks today i need i need to uh do the laundry and anything that i need to <laughs> finish right so uh i think at the end of the day we you know we just want to have progress right so and it doesn't yeah. matter if it's small or big so as long as it it's it's a it's a progress it's still a progress right so and it it will it will all adds up on your on your big goals or whatever big goals or big hairy audacious goals you have right now so i think i think that's you know that's super useful mary thank you so much for sharing that right so thank and you. It, cool cool so it doesn't make sense by yung sinabi ko <laughs> so hopefully it does yeah, make it sense, makes sense. Cool. i was actually i was i was actually trying to sink it in like yeah yeah that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> cool so i i think i miss a little bit about your routine so uh uh, it, uh did do you do uh hot shower or cold shower so i think uh, some people um, might find uh, uh, might find themselves more productive if they do cold shower. It, it, is, is it you know is it you know are, are you very keen about that you know taking cold or hot shower to really boost your creativity, boost your uh, your your uh, probably uh, your body to really uh, to really keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, well, okay. I'm a very precise type of person uh so there there's this thing uh if in the morning i am able to work out um because i like maintaining my fitness uh i i kept the habit from being an athlete so whenever i would work out in the morning that would mean i would definitely go for a hot shower i think it's because it calms the body down like it's in pain right so oh my gosh so so it, it calms the body down i usually um when if if i have classes i i do this before classes which keeps me um energetic during class um if any of my students are actually listening right now wow first of all hello second um they know this they know how hyper I can get during class. And, and that's because I feel like I already energized myself and I woke up from that, you know, that hot shower in that routine. But if let's say I did not, um, I, I was not able to have the opportunity to uh, do my daily fitness routine in the morning, I have no idea why it happens, but I would go for cold water just to wake myself up. It's like a slap in the face. Like <laughs> uh-huh. get something done <laughs> like that. So there. Um I feel I feel like th- that usually happens around um if if there are classes around nine, I'm all set. And then my class will start at um eleven. So um by that time I'm fully awake. I would have maybe I'll have an extra cup of coffee because I'm freezing from the cold shower, but it, at least I'm awake. <laughs> there. Yeah, hundred percent. So I think that's that's also you know that's also 
uh, a great way to emphasize uh, emphasize to really you know uh, get shit done right so if you yeah. if you want to really get shit done probably you need to wake up yourself and try to you know try to be productive as much as you can right so and mm-hmm. uh Mary I'm just curious right uh, you've mentioned that you know uh you you mentioned this amazing routine right awesome routines and then and then you know your i think the inspirations really boost uh, you know bo- boosted if you do these things right so uh beyond this you know beyond this uh, uh these things that you mentioned do you have any other fuels of creativity for anyone who probably you know not from uh looking for uh new uh new fuels for cre- creativity what's your perspective about that Ah, okay. So this is something that I actually, um, by heart, I actually teach this um, mm-hmm. in any seminar that I do or in any class that I'm in. I always try to make I make to make it a point that inspiration is not something that has to be deep. <laughs> um, I, I I know we can romanticize it as much as we can that we have to go. on top of a mountain and breathe the air or something to be <laughs> right to be inspired um it it literally comes from i think that's what inspiration is it literally comes from anywhere everywhere anywhere um the other fuels that i have i've mentioned that i actually have a lot of art books that's the most obvious thing if i If I'm having trouble with the mm-hmm. color in a particular piece that I'm working on, I would look at the art books and get inspiration from that. I have posters, um, vintage movie posters around my mm-hmm. quote unquote studio here. I look at that sometimes and I get something, even though it's been here for like, I think four years now. Yeah. There's <laughs> always still something that I will get from it. But mm-hmm. I guess the other things is sometimes inspiration comes from... Again, it hits you. When it hits you, write it down. <laughs> Note it down before it disappears because that's how fast inspiration can come. That's how fast infra- inspiration can go. Sometimes I would actually get it by listening to random music or I, I love different kinds of genres. Uh, sometimes it's from a movie. And, but sometimes, which I actually really miss having these, is before the pandemic, Sometimes I'd be out. This is why I love having my tablet everywhere. Everywhere I go, I have my tablet on my bag in my bag. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I let's say I I'm I'm keeping a friend company. Uh, she's working and I'm just in a cafe and I have nothing to do because that friend of mine or that group of friend those group of friends of mine are uh, working on something. I just start drawing something that I see and then suddenly it's a painting that I can sell. <laughs> So inspiration doesn't have to be something that you put so much work and fuel in. Sometimes inspiration just happens because you let it happen. You just you just sit there and you say, yes. "I want to work on something right now." And I think the keyword is serendipity. Is that right? Or yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's I mean, I'm gonna love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah there, there you go. So and and you mentioned Mary, right? So uh, you know you're selling merch, right? Anything that you know you could sell with in terms to your craft, with in terms to your you know career, right? Uh, I think there's a lot of 
I, I think until now, right? Filipino creatives are really shy on selling, right? So I think this is a, a really great topic as well. How, how do you know? Uh, how I, I mean, what's your thought process on selling your, you know, your art, selling your craft, or your 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 uh, the things that you are passionate at? Uh, and uh, sometimes, you know, uh, for me, when I'm getting started, I'm, you know, I'm I I can't add a price on the things that I. L- that I did, right? So, because, you know, I, I love doing it, right? So, what's your perspective about that? Okay, so one of the things that I actually like um, like about being an artist is technically you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, because a little piece of you is always there in your art, in my artworks, but I think it's with, it comes with anything. And mm-hmm. I think that's with marketing as well. But, I've also had this experience that I was so worried about what people will not like about my work rather than what people will like about what I present to them. I remember the very first bazaar, that uh, the, the very first art market that I joined, I was very self-conscious. I had different pieces of artwork in front of me and in a few weeks, we I'd be selling it. I remove so many from uh, from that pile. I don't want to sell this. They'll see this mistake. I don't want to sell this. This doesn't look good to me. And I think that was something that I learned throughout the years is that there's this thing that artists that artists has. Um, I, I I I would like to call it a curse that mm-hmm. yeah. we that <laughs> artists not a blessing, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a curse that we have that we think that they can see, uh, that our audiences can actually see our mistakes, our concerns with our artworks. But no, they actually see the good more than the bad. And sometimes that stops us from actually presenting it and showing it to everyone. So through the years that I've been um, creating art, posting art, selling art, I started learning this little habit that I have is if I like what I made, there's bound to be at least one person out there who's also going to like it. So, like, at at least one. So, give that artwork the opportunity to exist beyond yourself. So, I would present it and sell it and turn out people, there are some people who like it. So, I keep selling it. And then the price, the the pricing, which which is often often is very difficult up until now uh, i i get yeah. comments i get comments that oh you price too low and there are also comments oh you price too high but that's the thing there's always this different opinion about how you value that artwork but again it's all up to you because you made that artwork so present your price the same way you present yourself the way you present your artwork and then there are going to be people who will teach you that maybe you have to adjust, but there will also be people that will accept it and actually support you with that artwork that you presented to them. So every time that I would, I, I actually also taught uh, entrepreneurship uh, three years ago, I, I, I had an entrepreneurship class. One of the things that I kept telling my students back then was, when you are selling again focus on the product if it doesn't sell it's not that you failed at selling it's not even the product 
it's not even the product that's not selling well there's adjustments to be made and it is possible to keep selling it you just have to learn how to sell it better so there i think i think in any artist it's a struggle to price ourselves because we feel like we're also looking you know we're kind of looking in the mirror when we look at our artworks but with anything set yourself aside from your artwork but also put in value in it it's important to you so be able to be able to love your artwork and let others love it there <laughs> so there yeah 100% and uh, at the end of the day we don't want to you know sell our sh ourselves shorts right so yeah. as much as you can right uh, have that self worth have have that value like what mary said on on the things that you are working at on the things that you've made so yeah yeah that's you know i think that's pretty much right so that's a golden nuggets there right <laughs> for anyone who are <laughs> yeah, golden nuggets. So, yeah there you go so yeah uh mary uh, we we I, i'm kind of want to shift a, uh, a gear a little bit with within terms to your processes right and we need terms to you know tools that you are using right now i, I think there's a lot of uh, digital artists or aspiring digital uh, illustrator or artists out there who who want to you know probably uh, probably who want to learn more about the tools right or processes uh, uh, let's let's start with the with the process how how do you you know how do you create some great stuff you know how do you create some awesome artwork uh, from from scratch oh uh... Uh, here's one of the things uh, that I forgot to mention a while ago that I'm a speed painter. Mm -hmm. So speed mm -hmm. painting, uh, for those of you who have not heard it before, speed painting mm -hmm. is basically you have to finish a painting within 30 minutes. And it doesn't have to be perfect. That's that's the whole point of it. It just has to be finished. It has to look finished. It has to seem like it was intentionally made to look that way. So one of the things that I, uh, I I don't think um, my buyers know is most of the stuff that I sell just is just 30 minutes. It's without thought. It was just something that I wanted to do within 30 minutes because I have a busy schedule. It started when I was a teacher. Between classes, I would paint something. I told myself, at least just finish one thing. So that's the process. And I learned this um, technique, which is don't erase <laughs> like don't i i know it sounds funny but uh, -huh. uh one, one no of the undo, things right <laughs> yeah no <laughs> undo uh for for like for like 80 percent of the painting don't regret what you did just keep going and i think this is what made me uh, have this core value that i have as an artist and as a person actually fail fast learn fast because when you fail fast you note that mistake. But the more important thing about it is, let's say I was drawing, like, let's say, um, clouds, and then I notice a mistake. I don't have to retrace my steps and say, oh, oh God, I, I wish I didn't do that. No, learn really fast. How do I make this mistake work for the painting? So within those 30 minutes, there are so many things that you can already learn and so many techniques that you can develop, your own techniques that you can develop. So this process that i have in creating is basically get at least the first two minutes uh, the first two minutes think of what you want to paint usually i end up making clouds because it's my favorite thing to paint 
if not food um, and so so the clouds will be to uh, so what do i want it to look like that's within the first two minutes what do i want it to look like what uh, what colors do i want and then the next eight minutes experiment what is it supposed to look like don't look back if you make a mistake correct it later it's fine it's 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 just been 10 minutes for the next 20 minutes that's when you start detailing and a lot of people think 30 minutes is a short time but it's but it's not there's so much you can finish in 30 minutes so when i started learning how to fail fast and learn fast i started incorporating that in um bigger artworks the artworks that I have, the commissions that I have that would take me maybe two days or a, a couple of hours to finish, I suddenly started having this process of instead of correcting each mistake, I start noting down how to actually make it um, to, to, to make some progress from that mistake. And for some reason, it developed into my style. People think it's a style, but it's really just me in a little bit of panic mode. Like, oh no, I made this wrong stroke. Okay, let's put some blue here so it will be distracting. And then suddenly it became a style. So again, none of this was planned. <laughs> it just happened. And actually, thank you for that question because it made me reflect on, on uh, that process that I have in painting. It's basically more of creatively adapting than actually being correct all the time it's just make a mistake make it work like that <laughs> yeah that's that's really cool and uh, i think it, it also boils down on like what you mentioned that uh you know uh as, as much as we fail so we will learn more right so yeah. and then you know try to really fail fast as much as you can and so you could uh you could have that conclusion you could have that style that you want want right uh in any field right so i, I think it's not always uh, about uh when when you're creating an artwork probably if you're designing a a website or you know designing a logo yeah. so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of beaten potatoes that mary shared mm -hmm. there so make sure you you are taking notes that so you know i'm, I'm super i'm super uh, having some great vibes here taking notes all of the things that mary mentioned so Again, again, Mary, thank you for that. So, uh, going back to the to the to the tools, right? So, what what are the tools that you are using right now, with, with in terms to your, you know, with in terms to creating your uh, your illustrations and digital painting? Oh, all right. Oh, my tools. Uh, I've had this baby <laughs> since uh, <laughs> since I think twenty sixteen. Yeah, twenty sixteen. Uh, it's really old. I, I'm not okay. I'm the type of person that, um, as long as it's as long as it's working, I'm not gonna buy a new one. <laughs> so I, I I know some artists actually likes keeping it in the times so when there's a new tablet out there, you want to get it. But for me, as long as it's functioning, I'm gonna keep it. So this is a really old iPad, uh, iPad Pro 9.7. They don't even make 9.7 anymore, but I really like how small it is because I literally bring it everywhere. Uh, I also use the Apple Pen as my stylus. I used to use, uh, but when I was in college, I had a Wacom Cintiq, but then it broke and it's too expensive to have it fixed. And, but uh, the tools that I, I, sorry, the software that I use in my iPad is 
uh, Procreate, which is my favorite um, software as of now. I can paint with it. I can draft with it. I can I can actually do layout designs here as well. Uh, and animation. I, I really love animation. So I, I do animation uh, on this too. But if I'm uh, but actually I'm I don't want to say what, what's going to come up yet because I don't know if I'm going to get this yet. But there's this job that I'm waiting on. And if I get that job, <laughs> if I get this gig, I will be uh, saving up to buy um, just so if anyone is interested, uh, um, the Wacom Cintiq 16. I really, I really want to have that because I want to be able to use Photoshop again. Because I actually started with Photoshop. I started learning how to digital, to do digital painting through Photoshop. So uh -huh. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna throw away my iPad. Uh, my iPad is my, my, my again, my baby <laughs> and my soul, um, my soul creation. I mean, um, my machine for creation. But I want to try. Uh, uh, going back to Wacom from time to time because I do believe that I want to explore uh, creatively. This is because, again, like with everything, like with everyone, um, if you're an artist, give an artist a tool, the creativity will shine. So I feel that um, if you are an artist who's trying to figure out what your medium is, basically, your creativity will always shine no matter what i give you if i give you a pencil and a if i give you a pencil and a paper you're going to be fine if i give you a high tech tablet you're going to be great you're going to be fine <laughs> so yeah. i just want, i just want to be able to try uh the new tech for that wacom has to offer if i get mm -hmm. that gig so there yeah yeah uh, i'm sure you you going to go, uh, get that so you're super talented oh, thank right you. so <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that because uh, we're uh, we're recording, but <laughs> just just, Thank just you know. <laughs> cool. So I I think uh, uh, there's you know there's a lot of practical advice that you've mentioned, and you know super grateful to to uh, really you know uh, generously share that to the, to the TDLS listeners. So thank you so much for for that. Before we end this podcast, this awesome you know this amazing talk with you. So. Uh, uh, in bird's eye view, right? So in high level view for anyone in general, right? So uh, I'm sorry mm -hmm. if I'm being redundant here. <laughs> so okay. uh, in general, right? So what's your best practical advice for people who want to, you know, probably want to start their passion project or you know, uh, and to really find their uh, their their uh, their the things that they really want to create. Oh, okay. Uh, how to get started? Well, I feel that this is something that I have made a point uh, with myself. Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite, so I do this whenever, whenever it's possible. I try to be an example for this, but let it begin. That's the that's the best advice that I could I could have. I know that there's this thing that happens where we plan and we plan, but we end up just planning and not doing because we're trying to perfect it before it even begins you're not even allowing it to fail you're not even allowing it to start my best advice for anyone who wants to start anything be it a new hobby a new routine 
or like something that you just want to try or restart you've done it before but now you want to do it again um just let it happen make it happen because you want it to happen so it's it it can make you worry that you don't it, it all okay anything that you start makes makes you feel like you don't have enough resources it makes you feel that you're not ready well honestly like me when i started paper pirate i really wasn't ready i didn't know what i was doing all i knew is that i wanted to do it so you learn along the way you don't have to perfect a system you don't have to create this environment that uh that actually allows success like it guarantees success no just let it start see where it goes adjust make mistakes fail fast learn fast let it happen and if you love it enough if you nurture it enough it will nurture you in return you will end up wanting to do it more often you'll end up maybe making a career out of it you will end up enjoying it more than worrying about it so there let it happen make it happen there <laughs> there there you go so probably i'll add that on the on the intro so let it you know let it begin so you know that's super powerful for anyone who want to really uh, you know start what they are really passionate at and you know just publish what you want to publish right so hit that publish yeah. button <laughs> the, go, the, go, guys. The, forget about that nazis right so grammar nazis <laughs> if you're writing a, a, a writing an article or right so uh, or if you're creating a new digital painting right so just click that publish button and you know let it begin like what mary said so again yeah. mary thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast i'm super delighted to have you on the show so and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the you know the, uh, the conversations which i really enjoyed and super awesome to to talk with you so uh, before we you know before we uh, before we of course finish this podcast uh, if they want to learn more about you if they if if they if they want to Uh, probably ask more questions about you or about your works where they can find you oh okay yay plugging that in um well uh my main account is at paper pirate ship uh my website is paperpirateship.com and my youtube is youtube.com slash paper pirate so basically paper pirate <laughs> it's all there um even my even my personal my personal uh instagram account is paper pirate so Just explore. You'll find me. It's you'll see the artworks, and I do hope that you like the artworks. There, uh, yeah, feel free to sure. message me um, and ask any questions. There. There you go. That's paperpirate.com. So again, if you if you're listening to any of your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or even in Amazon Music, the podcast is available by Audible. So you can go scroll down bottom below so you can check all the links that we've mentioned here if you if you want to check out uh mary's uh uh artworks and you know works great works awesome work so you, you could check that out on our show notes below so again if you could if you want to learn more about the podcast you can go to the design live show.com that's the design live show.com again I, I, there you go so i'm 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 super you know Super grateful, Mary. Thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> And that's it. So thank you so much, guys, for listening again to the podcast. And I really appreciate it. 
For those people who are asking me on how to support the podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of contents. You can also support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls and you can also shop courses and tools online to design the life you really deserve by visiting my shop at shop.jcrestevas.com and you can book a call today i don't buy it just let me know guys so the last one would be also by listening and to all the podcast episode and previous episode and however you support my message Uh, how, however small that is uh, more than enough and it means the world to me so thank you so much and see you again next time